Hi, Dan. Hey, Chris. How's it going over there? <laughs> it's 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 going wonderful over here. How about you? How's it going over there? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's fine. I, it We're, <laughs> this may be the weirdest start. I think that we've had to a podcast episode for however long we've been doing this. Um, I did not know whether I was going to be able to record today because everyone in my house is sick because that's what happens when you have two kids. Um, Didi, we don't, we don't know where he is. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, we just got, we literally, oh, here we just, go. Got We're literally just getting an update. He just said, okay, he's in traffic. He hasn't moved. There's a wreck. Do sports brunch without me. In a large UG with a solid eight to nine H's at the end of it. Oh, man. Because like 20 minutes ago, he texted us and was like, start without me. I'll hopefully be there in like 15 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. So we were expecting to start this thing off and have him jump in. Right. And literally, (laughs) we're finding this out right now as we're recording. Uh, apparently that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I guess it's another duo episode. We, we don't have the tripod here, but that's okay. We'll, we'll make it work. And, uh, we're talking sports brunch. So this is right up Chris and Dan's alley. Like we're, this is right. (laughs) We can't get the three of us on one episode for more than one week in a row. That's been the more active streak than anything right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm shocked that it's that I'm the one that's here to be honest with you. I'm glad you are because else I'd be doing this by myself. (laughs) Cause like you said, you were a little unsure yourself today. You only got some confirmation about an hour or so ago. And uh, here we go. Glad we're not doing a one man show today. I'm just thankful for that. Well, I was, I mean, should I even dive into like my cold open topic or is that the cold open this week? (laughs) I really don't know. He's not here. I think that's, the cold open. Um, That's it. Yeah. Here, here, here's what I was going to ask you because okay. we were like kind of kerfuffled when we got started here. Didi normally does the cold opens, didn't know how to start this episode. So I went on Twitter and I scrolled down and immediately within like two and a half seconds, I saw people angry about like coaches who have jobs or like they don't think coaches should have jobs. So like, is there, and this may differ between pro sports and college sports. But is there like a timeline where you say, okay, this guy's had enough time. Like that, this coach it's you've, you've gotten your chance. It's time to move on. That's a really good question. And also goes to show that you found a cold open in two and a half seconds. It makes Didi's job looks actually kind of easy each and every (laughs) week, even though we give him credit for coming up with a cold open. Um, And yeah, I do think it's different between college and pro, right? So I think a a college coach, you got to give, uh, maybe a little bit on the longer end, three, four, at least five years to give themselves an opportunity to get their recruits in the door, their program. It's a lot larger of a change in college system wise, right? Logistically for a new uh, coach to come in for a college team for a pro team. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> what's the shortest end of that stick? You got to give somebody at least two years, right? We've seen shorter. I I typically say two and you can know by two and a half. If you're halfway through that, that third season and still nothing has changed, that's about when you'd say, you've had your time. You've you had you've had a shot and uh, thanks for coming. 
Yeah, that's that's fair. Like into the third season for pro. I also right. do think though that there are some circumstances in pro where like eight games into it, you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. Exactly. We've seen those. There are outliers. There are outliers. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think college is probably for me five, but I don't think most people agree with that. I feel like most people are like three. And mm-hmm. then like, if you haven't done anything by then year four is the prove it year. And if you don't do anything, then you're, you're canned. Yeah. Um, but Hey, the team that we root for, it took seven and now look at, look at us, <laughs> look at us. I, I've right. got a picture of Kenny Pickett leaping into the end zone. It's a sometimes. lot of patience people, you know, it pays off sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it does. There's a lot of fan bases out there, uh, in college and pro sports right now that would, would, would die for seven, right? It would, that's it. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, New York Jets fans, uh, New York Giants fans in particular, just coming to the top of the head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be, it can be a challenge, but yeah, certainly there's always a time limit, and you have a feeling of of when that day comes for that particular coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to Sports Brunch, everybody. Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. This is, uh, I mean, this is going to be as organic as it gets because. <laughs> the- <laughs> I was not prepared to host. I quite frankly, like Dan said, didn't even know that I was going to be here. So yeah, this is probably going to be the best episode we've ever done. Um, we have <laughs> lots of sports brunch topics to dive into. Tom Brady is back. Uh, last we talked about sports. We were sure he was gone. Um, also nobody wants Baker Mayfield and like all these players are getting traded or moving around to different teams in the NFL and it's chaos. And that's always fun to talk about. Um, what else do we have? Dan has a topic here that I, I like a women's tennis player retired at the age of 25. We're going to talk about like the concept of retiring too early. We're going to dive into that. Obviously we have to talk March madness. We'll get into that as well. And whatever else happens, I don't know. Maybe Didi will show up. Maybe he's pranking us. We won't know until we know. But uh, right. before we dive into all of it, Dan, tell the fine folks, the fine brunchers out there where they can find us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. They can find us quite literally anywhere podcasts are available. Like you found us here today listening to this episode right now. Uh, we're available on Apple pod- Podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, and much, much more. Anywhere that you prefer to listen to your podcasts you will find the brunch breakdown. And if for some reason we're not there, that's not our fault. Um, but listen, new music, or new music, new episodes every Thursday morning, hit follow, hit subscribe, let those episodes again, come to you. So you don't have to go tracing and looking for those links each and every week. That's available. First thing Thursday morning, full video episodes also available every Thursday. Those uh, premiere at noon Eastern 9am Pacific on our YouTube page. And also on our Facebook page. And they're, of course, available on demand anytime you want to watch that. We thought we'd have a spectacular visual today of DD just popping on the screen. And that could still happen. There's your reason to watch right there. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. Um, and, of course, we're on social media everywhere. At Brunch Breakdown is our handle on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. Find us everywhere. Follow us everywhere. We'll follow you back. Last but certainly not least, the Sounds of Brunch playlist each and every Friday updated on Spotify. Follow that search for us there. Love it. 
Nice work, Dan. It, it's like Thank you've you. done this before. It's a time or two, a time or two, even though, yeah, we're a little, you know, razzle dazzled a little bit unprepared here today, <laughs> but we can, we can get down to the, the nitty gritty. We can get that stuff done. Well, okay. So then what's the next thing we're doing? <laughs> because we talked about like how we'd structure this episode to give DD time to maybe show up, but he's not coming. So, um, yeah. do you want to get it off your chest first or do you want to do our bruise first? What would you prefer? Let's do, let's do our bruise first, because I have a, my chest segment will, will blend right into one of our topics here today. So that might okay. be a good, a good segue. So we've been doing chest before bruise, but this segment, this episode has no rhyme or reason to it and no structure whatsoever. So we're just going to do what we want to do. So Chris, what are you, what are you drinking? If anything there today? That works. I am drinking a beer. Um, because I'm the only one in my house that has managed to not get sick. So I'm going to celebrate, Dan. Um, this is a beer that our friend Steve brought over when I got to see you and Dee Dee in person for the first time, the three of us together. I don't know how long, when was the last time that happened? Wow, man. Um, at least what, two and a half years, maybe longer. Yeah. Like maybe before the pandemic, that's for sure. Definitely before, definitely sometime in the year 2019. For yeah. sure, was yeah. it, it was I can't remember exactly when, but it was a a long time that the three hosts of the the brunch breakdown were together in person. Uh, just last week, it was it was magical. It was glorious. Um, so thank you to Steve. This is Brew Dog out of Columbus. I'm drinking the Hazy Jane, and the reason I picked this, I mean, I, I love New England IPAs, so that's a great start. But um, my wife Katie has been watching this show Jane the Virgin on Netflix. My wife is on. Uh, maternity leave. So she's been digging into some, some shows, Dan. Yeah. She's been binge watching some things. One of them is called Jane, the Virgin. I haven't watched any of it, but I opened my beer fridge and this said hazy Jane. And that's literally the reason why I picked it. So we're going to enjoy this today. Uh, it's a 7.2 and I don't know anything else about it until I take a sip. I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy the hazy Jane's a fantastic beer from brew dog. That's very smooth. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's very, very. I like that a lot. If I think they have, there may be. You have to check your variety pack. There, there may be a mango. I think they've released a mango. Oh, mango, yeah, mangoes. <laughs> you like that? Uh, also very good. Also yeah. very good. But Brewdog's, you know, basically can't can't miss. Honestly, and they've got uh, tap rooms popping up everywhere now, including Pittsburgh. And uh, oh, really? Great one. Yeah, yeah. Where at? East Liberty. Okay. Yeah, very cool spot. Good food. Really good food there. Uh, lots of good beers and other stuff uh, on draft there as well. So uh, very cool spot. You have, to, you have to make your way there. Nice. Well, that's my brew for today, Dan. What are you drinking? Very nice. Um, I'm bringing back one of the all-time greats, um, breweries at least, 450 North Brewing. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> is this happening right now? This is Please. why you watch... The brunch breakdown visually, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a a pop-up coming up here. Somebody trying to connect with us. <laughs> Our co-host Daniel Dudley attempting attempting to podcast his phone. I Did swear to God. How bad does this sound? It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. What the hell are you guys talking about? Uh, we're, we're the, going we're through the... our beers, Didi. What are you drinking while driving? Right 
<laughs> oh my god, I am uh, I am drinking coffee right now that I wish I had a lot more of, but I don't, and it's terrible. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, it's brewed, so that works. That's okay. It's brewed. It's amazing. That's true. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're right right in time for your rotation there. And, you, and, and <laughs> yes. you're, you're you're hanging there with us. This is amazing. We were talking about how the, how unprepared we really were for this episode since you usually you know captain the ship, but uh, here you are. Guys, I'm sorry. I am literally in just traffic sitting. Like, well, I'm kind of moving now, but uh, yeah, I was sitting for a while. There's some really bad wreck because traffic's back in Los Angeles. So the days of no traffic are done and it hurts my soul. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we hope you can uh, hang with us as, as long as you safely can. Uh, I'll go into my brew. Uh, Didi's chess segment, if he gets around to it, might have to deal with traffic. So stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> but my, my beer is from uh, 450 North Brewing, the kings and queens of sour slushies, right? This is, this is their jam. And this is the marshmallow fruity flakes uh dd you're gonna have to get your visual uh, an eye on this uh can at some point but uh so fruity pebbles mixed with marshmallow an absolutely beautiful beautiful can um and this has everything in it raspberry orange marshmallow cherry vanilla ice cream and lime all brewed with that yeah so in typical slushy form so it's a little thick and you really do you hit each and every one of those those fruits, those flavors, because you, that's what you pick up in Fruity Pebbles, right? You got all the different colors. You got all the different flavors. And it's crazy how wild it comes through. And it also made me realize how now I wouldn't necessarily promote this. But as a kid, marshmallows and Fruity Pebbles, let's freaking go. This is genius. This is delicious. In a beer, imagine it in the cereal. But nevertheless, 450 North, marshmallow, Fruity Flakes, a home run every time. So that's what I'm sipping on here today. I like that. That can art is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're killer. They're killer at this stuff. So, uh, Chris to your hazy Jane, DD to your coffee. We say cheers here today, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers. You know what? Hey, I want to talk about that, Dan, because you like, so, okay. That flavor profile screams yeah. childhood, right? Like there's, there's oh, a lot yeah. of, for sure. I, I don't know how many people this is going to resonate with. You could probably apply this level of disappointment to many other like things you could buy, food, drink, stuff like that. I bought, I, I decided to try a new brand of supplements. I'm not going to name the brand, but I decided to go with it because they had these flavors of like, uh, like blue icy and stuff like that. And I was oh. like, man, how could that not, how could that be bad? I bought it. It's terrible. Like what a boner oh, no. kill. It doesn't get any worse than that when like somebody's marketing something from your childhood that you loved and then you're like, well, I'm all in. Let's go. I'm going to pay money to buy this thing. And it doesn't taste anything close to what the thing you like is awful. Just awful. Oh, does it taste anything like it or is it just awful? Like it has no flavor at all. How bad is it? No, like a blue icy should be sweet, right? Yeah. And this is like, you get hints of blue icy, but it's bitter. They like didn't mix it. Ooh. It's it's just it's just not good. Ooh. Not good. Uh, it's such a bummer when that happens, man. You get so excited about something that kind of gives you just a little nostalgia, and then you try it and it's trash. 
Yeah. <laughs> it happens so it happens so much now because people just keep putting flavors together and trying to make it into you know of, of course beer is the thing we talk about the most but like it's happens cereal it's happening with ice cream it's happening with lots of things and it just true. misses the mark so many times it's true and it's amazing how like when you hear people talk and describe it on a podcast it makes you want that thing and you've oh. never tasted it but the way they describe it makes you think that it's like yeah going to be exactly like the thing you tasted and it's not <sighs> not that i'm you know scarred over this or anything <laughs> how much of it did you buy how much was it and how much of it did you buy <laughs> it probably ended up being like 90 bucks it's Ooh! 40 they have 40 servings <laughs> so Damn. yeah it's been a i'm nearing the end of like my month's worth of pre-workout that i just absolutely hate oh that's rough not good. that's rough i see why you're sad yeah <laughs> it's been it's damn been 90 bucks yeah. No, it's true. I live a tough life. Anyway, um, well, while you're already complaining, why don't you just get to your, <laughs> you yeah, know, your like, just segment? You <laughs> so this one, okay, is going to be, uh, to be completely honest with you, I'm very happy Didi is here for it. Um, and this is really not going to serve many people other than myself, but I have questions, Dan. You have a bachelor party coming up. And yes. I have specific questions. This is uh, like... The majority of the this, why I'm asking this question is because I literally haven't done anything the last two years. And I am not certain on like what you're supposed to, like what, what am I supposed to wear at this bachelor party? That's what I need to know. There were some notes from the best man about like clothing for different occasions and things that we're doing. And I read them and like, I absorbed it, but I didn't understand it. But it's not because really the best man didn't describe it well. I just sincerely don't think I understand what I'm supposed to wear when I'm going into public places anymore because I've lived the last two years in sweatpants. So please help me out. Yeah. So yeah, sweatpants, we can immediately take that off the list. Um, <laughs> I think I think you want to dress as if you're going on vacation, truly on vacation. Uh, shorts, t-shirts, not gym shorts, good, decent shorts with pockets, Right. What if my and gym shorts have pockets? Side not and the cargo back. Pockets. Not cargo pockets. <laughs> Thank you, Didi. Not cargo pockets. That's for everybody coming, by the way. No Uh-oh. cargo pockets. Uh oh. Um, so shorts, yeah. Get out. I know it's probably been a while too. We're gonna need to see a colored shirt. You, you gotta throw one in the bag. A nice, just casual collared shirt, nothing fancy, not a not a formal shirt, but um yeah. Yeah. Act as though it's you're going on vacation, but going out to the bar, like take it back to, well, I can't take it back to your bachelor party. We were bathing it basically in bathing suits the whole time. Yeah. There for yeah years. We were frozen bathing suits together. Let's go. Nothing like it. Nothing <laughs> like it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was basically shirtless to... for my entire bachelor party. So. Right. Right. Um, I mean, cause we're going on a boat for a portion of it. So you're going to want to be comfortable there. Bathing suit is certainly an option if the weather's warming up, warm enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, comfortable, but, hmm, how do I, sophisticated. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good word. We don't want to look like we've all been indoors for two years or we're all like suddenly 55 years old. We might just have to, you know, dust off some of the nice shirts. That's us. You just described (laughs) us. you're, You're telling me you want me to come to your bachelor party and be someone that I'm not. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, that helps. 
I need you to send all your day by day wardrobe photos to Didi for approval for every day. That's, no, that's all no, I no, ask. No, no, because that's Didi, why you wanted him here. He can help. He can help more than anybody. No, I don't try. I think he'll, he'll, he'll send me down the wrong path. I don't trust him. <laughs> I'll send a picture to you because I think Dan, okay. I think you're more concerned about like how the people that you're surrounded with present themselves. Whereas like Didi's like, yeah, Chris can look like an asshole. I don't care. You know what? Great point. <laughs> that's a fair point. Okay. I'll, I'll Listen. try on some outfits. I'll send you pictures. <laughs> Beautiful. This is a very good question. Want to know why? Because the way that, because there are dress codes in places in South Carolina, there's no dress code here. So like the way you dress to get into places are different. When I went to South Carolina, like I remember one of us couldn't get in. One of my friends couldn't get into a bar because we had on, because he had on a flip-flop. And so it was, you know, and it was like summertime when we were there. So it was like, it was probably like late May or something like that when we were there. And there's dress codes in places in South, in, uh, in, in, you know, in South Carolina. So I'm, uh, yeah, especially at night. Oh, yes. Need a little <laughs> Southern charm down there, yes. gentlemen. A little Southern yeah. charm. Yeah. Well, we, we had a similar instance where a friend of ours couldn't get into a particular place because he was wearing literally a basketball jersey and nothing underneath it. And they were turning him away. He knows who he is, and uh, yeah, so can't do that. We're in a we're in a classy we're in a classy place, Southern Charm. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like these people wear polos to football games. To football games, yeah, sundresses yeah. and polos, baby. Yeah, that's the that's, country we're going to. I, I'm not I'm I'm not familiar with that lifestyle, but all right, Dan, I'll send you pictures. Here to help. Wonderful. <laughs> I would love for Chris not to get into places though. So <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Again, which is why, which is exactly what you said there, Chris. Which yeah. Why you're sending the photos to me and not to exactly. It would be so funny. Oh man. Uh, well, Didi, do you have anything you want to get up your your chest here today? We know you're you're busy, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's throw it to you. This, I gotta get this off my chest. Um, because this is what I had. I was fully prepared for the show. I was like fully ready for the show, but I makes literally just put putting in traffic. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'll get this off my chest. Chris, happy birthday. Oh, hey, thanks. So I'm throwing it back at you because you did this for me. You were like, yeah, I was so busy. I forgot to say happy birthday to you. I was at your house the day before your birthday and never once did I say happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> and then on Friday, I traveled all day long. Like we were on planes and then drove three hours to New Hampshire and rush hour traffic in Boston. I love traffic, by the way. It's so much fun. I love it. I love it. I love it, by the way. <laughs> And I just completely missed it. And then it was like, I think maybe on Sunday or something, I was just like, holy shit. I, w- I saw Chris and had a chance to say happy birthday to his face and didn't. And then on his birthday, I didn't say anything. So now I'm going to say it. Chris, happy birthday <laughs> to you, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're not really saying it to my face because I can't see your face, but that's fine. Well, that's I, true. I, I accept this. This is like <laughs> how you would wish me happy birthday in 2009 when we just called each other for stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's like a throwback actually. happy birthday. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. There you go. Well, happy birthday. Had to get that off my chest. Thank you. This is a, such an incredible episode. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> we have to do this more often. <laughs> oh um, my God. This is, this is terrific. Uh, so <laughs> Like we said, just before DD hopped on, I'm going to go with, with my chest last just because it's going to segue kind of into our first topic. And boys, I want to talk talk March Madness. 
here. Okay, oh. we've got weekend two coming up, uh, starting on Thursday. Sweet 16 games, Elite Eight games. You know, it's the most exciting tournament of the year. Um, full of can't miss games, right? Even one sixteen games aren't always like ah, it doesn't really matter. They can be really amazing. Um, and we're getting down to the best part right now, where the cream is rising to the top. So we're getting you're basically guaranteed great games uh, the west rest of the way. And we've had the luxury of four television networks broadcasting these games, so we can flip back and forth whenever there are multiple games on at once, right? That's just how you have to treat those first couple of rounds. But now we're entering the stage where there's only uh, four games on per day for the next two days, right? For Thursday and Friday. And then there's two games on per day after that. And so we've got less locations, less games. The problem with all of that is the tip-off times for these games, right? So for Thursday and Friday, We've got tip-offs at 7.09 and 7.29. And then since they're in the same location, we have to wait till those games are over. And so they'll project them to start at 7.39, or I'm sorry, 9.39 and 9.59. If you've ever watched this tournament, you know that never happens. Both of those games start after 10 o'clock Eastern. I'm telling you that right now. And Didi, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because... The problem with this is, is we're so focused on West Coast viewers that the entire East Coast is basically asleep by the time either of those games gets to halftime. No one's staying up to almost midnight besides these like diehard fan bases from these schools watching these games night after night. Um, Like, is this really worth it? Do we have to start at 7.09? Can't we bump that up earlier? And my point of all this is almost half of the U.S. population lives in the Eastern time zone. So I want answers. And most importantly, I want I want changes. I want to watch these <laughs> games, but I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. Uh, for the first time in seven years, I watched the first weekend of the NCAA tournament uh, on the East Coast. It's terrible. Watching the March Madness, March Madness on the East Coast. It is absolutely terrible, dude. Because I was up until the Arizona game on Sunday night ended, I think, at 1230. Yes. I had to get up for my flight at 530. Ooh. So I got, like, no sleep that night because the game was so good I could not go to bed. And the same thing with Purdue. All the late games were so good. So I was up late every single night, like, whether – we were at friends' houses and all that at night, and then it was like I was up until midnight because all of the games that were late were all super good, and I just couldn't go to bed. But on the West Coast, that game's going, that game's over at like nine o'clock, and it's amazing. And I hadn't felt that. I was like, did I ever do this before? Like it's been so long <laughs> since I was like, did I do this all the time? Was this normal for me to stay up this late to watch basketball? I I just can't remember. But yeah, West Coast March Madness. This is where we all should be all the time for March Madness. And I'm very excited for this weekend for games to start early and end early. I, yeah, I, I don't know why this happens. Shouts to West Coast. We can make them earlier if you want, but like, I don't know. East Coast viewing March Madness sucks. It's terrible. It does. All right. I, I, I appreciate your sympathy that you've actually, at least you had to experience it yourself this past yeah. weekend. I got to... 
I always say, we always say, you know, football brunch is brunch of uh, football is better on the West coast uh, for games the entire day, all day, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday night games. It's always a better time. I got to get out to the West coast for March madness. That's like the one time of year. I don't think we've been out there to at least experience that. It sounds way better. And you're right. The games are so good. It's not like a Sunday night or Monday night football game where your team's playing, or it's like a great matchup. Like these are legitimate do or die games that are, are fantastic down to the wire, right? It's not a game where you can turn it off early. So you're staying up. If you're staying up that late, you're staying up to watch the whole thing. And it's, it's a little absurd that these games tip off after 10 o'clock for half the population. So had to get out that off, off my chest today. Well, <clears throat> in another seven years, uh, St. Patrick's day, the weekend and the NCAA tournament are going to line up, uh, on the same weekend. And I just propose we go to Vegas for it and your birthday, throw your birthday into it. Right. Yeah. If, All if, of D, it. if D remembers, yeah. if DD remembers, yeah. yeah. If I remember, but <laughs> I, I'm there, like, let's go. Like I'm, I'm all for that. I've always wanted to go to Vegas for the NCAA for the first weekend of March Madness because everyone talks about how fun it is. It's like, uh, depending on the weather, it could be the beginning of pool party season, spring break time. I, you know, and that that sounds amazing to me. So I'm in. But like, why even to take this a step further? <clears throat> why, why, like the Penguins play tonight? They play Buffalo. Why is that game starting at seven thirty? Who is that serving? Why couldn't it start right. at six? I don't know what because the NBA did that too. They they started putting they like tested putting games on at like six o'clock and stuff. And you know whether the game starts at three thirty or four thirty, it's you know I'm not watching it on the West Coast most likely. Like most people are sitting in traffic. No so, one from another time zone you. is tuning in for Penguins Sabers on a Wednesday <laughs> night. This is ridiculous. I will tell you, I won't watch the third period. It's too late. I'm with you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Trying, trying, trying for change. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's stick with March Madness then, right, boys? I mean, clearly we've all been uh, enjoying it. You know, like there's been such a there's such a drastic difference right now between the regular season and the NCAA tournament, even the conference tournaments for men's basketball, men's college basketball. Right? There's such a drastic difference in like quality and viewership and it's like gone down for some reason for the regular season for men's college basketball in the past couple of years i don't know why i don't know if there's just not as many dominant teams or star players or what it is but like is there another sport that even compares in how drastically different the regular season is from the postseason than men's basketball men's college basketball i think the flip side of it it like for college football, I think college football's regular season is like night and day, not even close to it's so much better than the postseason. I would say that, mm-hmm. but like the what you're saying, where like the postseason is better than the regular season, I don't know. I see, I think I feel like the NBA and the NHL are like that, but sometimes for the wrong reasons, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, it can become, like, very defensive, and all of a sudden, the offense stops, and it can be like that in, you know, in both those sports. So, sometimes, the playoff basketball makes everything tighten up because of seven-game seven series, and, like, you see these teams sometimes seven times 
and they know each other's moves and then it just turns into like ugly hockey or ugly basketball sometimes yeah. not all the time because sometimes you know because most of the time playoff you know hockey and basketball are great but sometimes you get those series with great even you know star players but it just turns into like a slog of the series and some no name ends up winning it yeah that you just described hockey the last five years <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true and i think it's yeah it's clear like you said dd2 with the nba the regular season could just seem like there's not a lot of defense it's just a lot of blah we're just trying to get through just trying to get in the dance in the tournament and then when they do it it, it does it ramps up but it can it can quickly go the other way. It, it really can. It cannot stay, stay solid enough. And that's, what's so great about this tournament, right? It's one and done. And so you don't really have that. You don't really have those getting used to a player or a team or whatever it is and making those, those sort of adjustments. It's like, I can go all year long and not watch a single regular season men's college basketball game, but I am glued to my freaking TV like I know these point guards and the backcourts for each of these teams. And like, I've been watching all season long. I just, there's nothing else that's like that. It's true. Yeah. Well, who you, who you boys got, you got, you still got a team in the hunt, uh, in your bracket, your bracket's still alive. Who do you think is going to win? Are you rooting for somebody to win or maybe not win? Uh, no, do. Purdue. Oh, okay. Purdue. Didi's yeah, got Purdue. So, so that means they're definitely going to lose this weekend. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. The yeah, friend um, of the program, Tyler, will be happy to hear that. <laughs> my favorite part of March Madness is watching what happens to the team Didi picks for the final four. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, he, Didi single handedly cursed both Iowa State and Baylor for like a decade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he did. It's true. No, it's like I shed a tear when they won the national championship last year because I was like, if I would have picked you, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) Um, I didn't fill out a bracket, so I don't. I got. I got nobody. I haven't um, paid like as super close attention as I normally do. Um, this year, I- I'll just say my, my March moment was watching that Indiana cheerleader get hoisted up to get the basket, the basketball off the top of the basket. That's, that's the, my favorite moment. Um, you I don't know, think they're in it a, anymore. She got an NIL deal because of that. Yeah. No that's joke. Beautiful. She did. But like the guy that lifted her up, didn't <laughs> be like, is she going to cut it? <laughs> Should have been cuter. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. Um, I mean, I, as chalky as it is, I think it's finally Gonzaga's year. I know they've had some close calls along the way, but if you look at their path to get to the championship game, I mean, they're going to have to go through either Duke or Texas tech, which is going to be tough. I mean, I think it would, I think I know a lot of people don't root for Duke. Um, but you know, being coach K's last season, last run, it would be pretty amazing to see him go out as a winner. Um, so as cool that would be and kind of rooting for Arizona too, right? They've been so close for so many years, um, you know, coaching change, everything like that. And, you know, now they've got what could be an easier path too to get to, uh, at least the, the final four there. And it would kind of be cool to see them finally, finally get over the hump. So a lot of good basketball left. See if St. Peter's St. Peter's, uh, can push it for those double digit seeds. 
And we've got, it's going to be either Iowa State or Miami. You're going to have another double digit seed since they're facing each other. Michigan in there, of course, as well. So what's their mascot? Aren't they like the Peacocks or something? St. Peter's? St. Peter's, they are the Peacocks. Hell yeah. Let's go. They are the Peacocks. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see your Peacock. Um. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's uh, what's our next topic up, uh, up for bid here? Uh, yeah, I don't know when we're going to lose Didi, so I would just want to hear him talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. Uh, just uh, listen, he hates his family. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Literally 40 days. People keep saying two months, not even two months, 40 days. He was like, yep, Giselle, please let me go back. Or maybe his family hates him. And they were like, dude, you got to go back. Like, I'm sorry. I'm done catching the football, dad. Like, I don't want to play football. Like, I'm rich. Like, you put this life for me. I don't have to go get hit in the head with a football. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. Or like, maybe his kid plays lacrosse and Tom Brady just freaking throws the lacrosse ball too hard. Or however you say it, I don't know how you talk about lacrosse. Anyways, maybe he does that too hard, and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't want you home. Like, this is much better to do with uh, my other siblings and friends. I don't need you here." Like, maybe he's calling plays around the house when people are cleaning up stuff. I, I don't know. Like, I can only imagine what it's like to be a professional football player and like be done, and especially to be as great as Tom Brady is, you know, and just all of a sudden just be home, be like, "I'm retired." Like. No, I don't know how much fun that would be for the family or for him. So shouts to Tom Brady. Yeah, I think he like, I don't know if Didi, if you tweeted this or somebody else did. And I just like thought it was something that you would tweet. But like, I think he realized a lot of things. I think he realized that like he didn't go into last season letting everyone know that it was going to be his last season. So he didn't get like the send off at every football stadium he went to. Um and I also think like he didn't have anything lined up for retirement. Like what, what, what are you going to do? Like Didi just said, sit at home all the time. No, like most of these guys, like they know they're going to Bristol and they're going to be on a Sunday NFL countdown or something like that after they retire. Right. I, I didn't, he didn't, he didn't think it through. I think he made a emotional decision and then he was like, but I want people to care about me more. And, and we, everybody just moved on too quick. And so now he's coming back and like, th- this is going to be, he's going to go to training camp be like, yeah, I want one more run at it. And then that's going to signal to everybody. Okay. We have to roll out the red carpet for Tom for 17 Sundays. Yep. And it was me who said that on social media. Yes, it was. He wants the (laughs) tour. He wants to get the cowboy hat in Dallas. He wants to get, I guess, I don't know, a piece of steel in Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know. He wants to get a guitar in Cleveland. He just wants all that stuff. He wants the Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant treatment. And he deserves it. It's just that like, he wants that. So I'm telling you, he's going to announce it in August or something that he's, this is done. Yeah. And as he should. And, you know, I think he didn't like going out as a loser either. Uh, the way that they lost that game. I think if, if they would have won the, the Super Bowl last year, there's a greater chance that he sits there and, 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 and stays retired. Uh, but I, th- yeah, I think you're right that he just sitting at home not knowing what to do. Like you said, Chris, he's not going into TV. Now there was that report that came out. It didn't get a ton of play, but it was confirmed by a lot of people that he was trying to get uh, traded to Miami because part of the deal would have been, uh, they would have hired Sean Payton as head coach and Brady would have become a minority owner with uh, a vested interest that his uh, ownership would increase after he retired as well. Mm, And the fact that that didn't happen I think 
made him think like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I'll become an owner or something. And those opportunities don't just come up, obviously. He's trying to go the Mariel Lemieux route is what you're saying. Right, exactly, exactly. And then the Dolphins went into shambles, and obviously that became off the table quickly before it could even unfold. So, And I think now, if we didn't hear that Tom Brady was unretiring, like Didi said, 40 days after he announced it, I guarantee you this week he would have announced it after he saw the flock of talent go to the AFC away from the NFC and realize that he could play like shit for 15 weeks, 16 weeks, and they could still win the Super Bowl because those teams, there are no threatening teams besides the Packers in the NFC anymore. And he's like, I've beaten them before and I'll beat them again. We can go there. They can come here. It doesn't matter. Give me the Rams and give me the Packers. I'll get through them. If those are the only two obstacles, NFC's got a pretty easy, uh, easy path to the Super Bowl. That's for sure. <laughs> that's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, too. I feel the same way. <laughs> Look at Aaron Rodgers' division. His division is so trash. It's the, it's the Vikings, the Bears, and, and the Lions. It's like... yeah. It's terrible. And I think he thought the same thing. I think maybe Aaron Rodgers was contemplating retirement. Then he looked at the division. He was like, wait, you guys didn't get any better? All right. I'll be back. Devontae Adams, have fun in the AFC with Derek Carr, your best friend or whatever. Like, we'll we'll still be here. We'll be in the playoffs. And we'll have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I, I, I think there's a big difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And the big difference is that Aaron Rodgers sucks, man. He sucks so much as a person. <laughs> like he sucks. He doesn't have anything lined up for retirement because nobody wants to, he, we don't want you on Jeopardy. We don't want you on ESPN. We don't want, we just, you suck, dude. You suck. Go do your state farm commercials. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> they do, really, they, it's been 12 years since he won that Super Bowl. It's like, like, I'm not saying he needs to have, like, seven, like Tom Brady, but, like, he needs to at least have two if we're going to constantly put him in this greatest quarterback conversation all the time. It's going to turn into some Peyton Manning story where he's going to eventually sign with somebody that has a great defense and a running game and lump his way into some second Super Bowl, which he didn't deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Could have got that in Pittsburgh, but... <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, a wild whirlwind of uh, NFL moves and trades, and nobody wants Baker Mayfield anymore. And uh, oh yeah, we got to get uh, our correspondent on the highway to weigh in on that. Yes, dude. absolutely. Let's go, Cleveland Browns fan oh, himself. God. Uh, what are your thoughts? I have I have not been a fan of Baker Mayfield's play, and I don't think ever. He's always just hid behind the running game, and he had a cool personality for, like, five seconds, and that's about it. The big loser in this is State Farm because <laughs> he's good in those commercials. Great. He's re- or is, yeah, he does State Farm, right, or is it progressive? He does one of them. Uh, progressive. Pro- progressive. Yeah, he does progressive. That's the biggest loser in this because he's really good in those commer- commercials, like, really good. Because if you watch all the other commercials, you watch, like, Chris Paul, you watch, like, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, they ain't got it. They're just famous. Baker mm-hmm. has it. So, like, Progressive needs him to sign with the team and start so they can keep their good pitch man 
for progressive because I think he's really good at those commercials. He's better at those commercials than he is being a quarterback in the NFL. So <laughs> shouts to Baker. Um, I'm happy that he's not there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, how many games Deshaun Watson plays for the Browns this year. It'll be interesting to see if he even wants to play after signing for $230 million guaranteed. We don't give players enough credit for this. Like he can show up and do nothing and get $230 million. Do you know how much you have to care about winning to do something for $230 million? All you have to do is just walk through the door. (laughs) I'm terrified that Deshaun Watson is going to be awful for the Browns. As a Browns fan, I can never be happy. So there's my thoughts from the highway, guys. Didi, uh, over under four and a half games that Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback for the Browns this year. Now that they also traded backup case Keenum is out of there. Baker is going to be on his way out of there and that's your new backup quarterback. So depending on what happens to Deshaun Watson, how many games he does get suspended, it's a matter of how many, right? Not, uh, if, but how many, um, you, you comfortable with Jacoby Brissett starting the season off? Love Jacoby brisket, man. Love my guy. <laughs> love the brisket. Give me all the brisket. I love Jacoby Brissett. But hot take, unless he's been traded since I've been in my car forever. Um, okay. I think Baker's going to stay. I think they're going to – I think Baker's going to stay. He's going to start those six games or whatever that Deshaun Watson's not there. And then they're going to trade They'll trade him at the trade deadline. There's a hot take for you guys. Wow. That's what I think. That's what I think Baker should do. I think he should put his big boy pants on and uh, and stay on the Browns and play those first six games or whatever that Deshaun Watson's not there and show people what he can do and then freaking get traded. Ooh, that's a scorching take. Wow. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, the trade market's not very big for him, and he's still owed a lot of money. And now, now there's even reports that if he would become a free agent, they would release him the Steelers would somehow be interested in signing him. Like, I can't believe anything I read anymore. And now it's just like, get your popcorn ready because this thing ain't done yet. This thing ain't done yet. Unless he just stays like you said, but I don't know, man. We, we, we also don't talk enough about how Jacoby Brissett is like the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) Everywhere he goes, he just is supposed to be the backup, but ends up being the starter. And then like, That team's like, you know what? He's actually good enough. Let's try and build a team around him. And then he later gets traded to another team and like the process repeats itself. Shout out. That's, that's big time. <laughs> but unfortunately he's the opposite of Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson could show up, make millions and millions and millions of dollars, never play. Jacoby has to like bust his ass wherever he goes. So he's putting in the effort to, to make that money. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know we're running short on time. We're, we're going to go hit this topic very quickly because I think it's fascinating uh, that the number one women's tennis player in the world, Ash Barty, 25 years old, announced her retirement this week, retiring from, the, from playing tennis. She said she's physically, mentally spent. Um, she's won, I think, a r- roughly around $50 million. I'm sure there's some sponsorship money on that. But I want to get a quick reaction from you guys on retiring at the age of 25 could you do it and are you is 50 million enough for you to really not work for a substantial paycheck ever again i mean maybe she'll do something she'll coach she'll come up with some sort of tennis school whatever grow the game but she's walking out on top on top as number one and she's like 
that's all for me. Thanks. I, I was waiting. For, I thought Didi was going to jump right I in. Th there. I thought he was too. <laughs> um, I could for sure. Yeah. At 25, if I have $50 million, I could definitely retire on that. I you like, I always think about this. I want to retire as soon as possible. That does not mean I want to stop working. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like retirement is that transition into like doing something with a purpose for yourself and you don't have a boss and there's like not stuff that you have to worry about your control of everything that you want to do. I will do that tomorrow if someone gives me $50 million, but nobody has signed up to give me $50 million yet. So I'm still <laughs> working for the weekend, but, uh, shout out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, dude, I'm just wondering how hard tennis is. Cause like Naomi Osaka, it's like, she's has the, you know, she's, I mean, it's well explained. She's talked about it so much about her having the issues on the court with like screaming fans and just like the mental health aspect and all of that. And it's like, it must just be tough to play tennis and be on an Island by yourself all the time. And this girl was like, 50 million is my number. I am number one in the world. I am done. I it's, it's fascinating just because of the stories you've heard of people with tennis. And then she just is like, I'm out of here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Naomi Osaka, who's made like, who made 50 million last year. Right. So like, she's probably good. She could probably retire with over a hundred million dollars when it comes to endorsements and all that stuff too. So like, I, I, I don't know, man, there's something I need to know. I need to dive deep into the tennis world and see what the hell is going on. I think it's like individual sports it has to be part of it. Yeah. Right? Like all the pressures on you, you don't have teammates to, you know, it's just right. And you were like, nothing. yeah. And even like golf, like you're, you're moving around the, all of the eyes are not on you all the time. Right. You're moving yeah. around from hole to hole. You have a caddy there. Like you can't even, you can't, you're not even allowed to talk to your coach during a tennis <laughs> match. You're not yeah. allowed to talk to them. It's crazy. You are literally out there by yourselves. And yes, all eyes on you all at once. And you got to be out there the whole time. And I think she's talking about how she's, she had her first coach at like four years old. So she's been playing like competitive tennis for like a while now, right? Like 15 years, like really competitive tennis traveling around the country, around the world. And it might sound like she's young, but she's been playing the game a long time. I think you guys are right that something's going on in tennis there between coaching and just the mental aspect of that game and how difficult that is for individual sports. So shout to her for knowing her time and saying, this is, just, you know, on again, in your prime at 25, I got enough money. I'm out of here. Credit to her. Yeah. And like tennis isn't exactly like a rags to riches sport, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know what her background is, it, but like if she came from like a well-to-do background and all of a sudden you got 50 million in your pocket, it's like, I'm good. And she goes to her family and says, I don't want to play this anymore. They're like, whatever. <laughs> they just go. It's, you know what I mean? It's right. not like a Williams sisters thing where we know their story. I mean, there's a movie about it. Right. We know their story, but like most people who come from tennis, they're like who play tennis professionally. They all come from well-to-do backgrounds because tennis is a really expensive sport. Same thing kind of with golf too. I just mm -hmm. wonder if we're going to see more of that. It's not like a basketball football thing where people are coming from middle class and, you know, and sometimes poor backgrounds like these sports, like you got to be rich to walk, to be able to get access to play. So maybe she was just like, I, I got enough money. I'm good. Later. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. You got to give her a lot of credit for it. And yeah. You wonder if you're going to start to see more people uh, do something like that. I'll tell you what, a sport that did not need the number one player in the world to bow out at 25 is tennis <laughs> <laughs> of all sports <laughs> struggling right now. Um, I'll tell you what, they're like, you got to be kidding me. Um, so, uh, Oh yeah. I wanted to get your guys uh, quick, quick thought. Well, Didi, answer the question real quick. 25 million, $50 million at 25 years old. Are you retiring? Uh, what is 50 million divided by 70? Anyone do want to do quick math on that? I don't know. Like eight, 800, uh, eight, eight minutes. <laughs> you hear me trying to do it in my head? About I can't hold my phone. About 715,000. About okay, 700, I was going to say 800,000, but then I was too afraid to say a number, so then I choked it back. <laughs> eight is <laughs> 700,000. $715,000 a year. Can you live off that? Yes, I can. Yeah. We're done here. And like <laughs> invest 10% of that. And- right you will have generation. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm totally fine. I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> I can go buy a couple houses. I'm out. Like I'm, I'm done. Pay myself that much money. Like I'm, I'm done here. Yeah. And like we said, she'll probably invest and do still something within the sport where she'll make still, she'll be some sort of income rolling in. I'm sure. Um, she could actually yeah, benefit a little bit from this. I'm sure she's going to get more attention now in a positive light. So uh, let's roll into what we're listening to. So we're running up against on time. Uh, Chris, throw to you. What are you listening to this week, my friend? I don't know if you had it on the playlist last week. So if you did, Dan, I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. Uh, Mod Sun put out a song. Rich Kids Ruin Everything <laughs> is tremendous. Was it on the playlist? I believe it was. Okay. Well, I believe I, I, we, he's on it so often it's it's hard to keep track of between you and i who's putting on the mods on tracks but regardless a good song if it's on there keep it on yeah there we go uh dd i don't know if you have a list or you're able to share a list with us but at least i'll uh give you the offering here all right i got you um eyes don't lie tones and i put out a new song called eyes don't lie and it is super good and it doesn't sound like uh, Dance Monkey that everybody knows or any of the other songs. I think they just kind of uh, scrapped what they were doing and decided to do something new, which I think is kind of exciting. So uh, check it out. I Dude, I'm so, I'm so glad you put that song on the playlist because, you know, ever since Dance Monkey, anytime I th- see Tones and I, and, you know, I, I, I want to listen to the tr- track because her voice is so kind of fascinating. And it's just like, eh, it's, it's fine. And so then I saw that one this past week and I was like, whoa. This is a yeah. really, really good song. Um, so yeah, great pick by you. Add it to the playlist. Great pick by both of you, actually, um, <laughs> for that. Uh, for me, first song up, my man, he's back. Rex Orange County. Uh, his brand new album dropped last week called Who Cares? Um, and the whole album is fantastic from start to end, top to bottom. I've always have been fascinated by his sound, his style, um, I'll throw on uh, Open a Window. It's a song he actually did with Tyler, the creator. Uh, very cool collaboration with those two guys. Uh, but my man, Rex Orange County, Open a Window on the playlist. Dan, I, I listened to that and I liked it. Oh, wonderful. 
just wanted right. you to know. Thank you. Um, well, Simple Plan put out a new here. song. I like that song. Oh, good oh, job, Dee Oh, good. we're rec support. I love it, baby. You see how intimidated me and Dee are by you, Dan? We just want oh. your approval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simple Plan put out a new song, and it's poppy and punky, and I like it. It's called Congratulations, and we're going to put it on the playlist. That's it. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, okay, uh, Marshmallow. Uh, I think he has a new album coming out, or maybe his album just came out. I'm not sure. All I know is there's a song called Before You that he put out, and it's just instrumental. It's just a classic Marshmallow track, and it's just really good. And it just makes me feel like we like outside, and it just makes me happy that we're all going to be the outside, and we'll be outside together very soon in South Carolina. And this song is pretty great yeah another great round of picks by both of you uh both really good songs thanks both for really your approval songs. dan Thank yeah you. see i'm just trying to, to yeah trying to help it out a little bit here uh next one up for me they're back after five years five years we haven't had new music from this band one of the more well-known popular kind of alternative rock groups on the planet arcade fire is back I am super, super excited for this. Their album they announced is coming out in May, and they started off by releasing this two-part track called The Lightning. So it's part one and part two. You could listen to them separately, but listen to them together because uh, it kind of starts off with this kind of softer, uh, softer sound with some piano and some synth, a little bit of guitar, and then it ends with this massive buildup, and you could feel it coming, and then boom it kind of takes a complete left turn and goes to a much more fast paced, upbeat track. So the lightning parts one and two welcome back. RK fire. Nice. Nice. Who's who's next. That's you, baby. Chris. You. Uh, my last one is from a band called Belmont. They put out a new album called aftermath. Belmont is, um, they're a bit heavier than a lot of the music. I typically put on our, playlist and, and that I typically recommend. Um, they've got a, an edgier sound. They're kind of, it's more like a, here's a word, Dan, you'll like this. They're, they have more of a, a staccato rhythm to the oh, songs yes. that they play. Okay. You like that? Um, but uh, they hit pretty hard. I like their sound. It's not typically what I listen to, but I just like their brand um, of alternative rock. And uh, they have a song fully sent on the album that I thought was particularly good. It's kind of like a combination of like electronic and, and hip hop, but then it's like punches you in the mouth. So I liked it a lot and uh, we'll all enjoy it this week. There you go. Beautiful. Last one. Uh, Coffee has a new song out called Gifted. Wait, no. Album's called Gifted. Song's called Shine. And I really like it. I'm a big fan of Coffee's. Uh, she's at the school R&B sound and I'm just a big fan. I know I put the song Lockdown on the playlist like a while back and I just really loved it. And that song on this album that is finally coming out. So check out Shine too. I like it. I think she's at Coachella this year, right? Yes. Yes. Very true. Coffee at Coachella. That basically sounds like the three of us sitting around podcasting from there. But uh, <laughs> uh, maybe one year, maybe one year. Uh, last one for me, uh, 
Muse, keeping it in the alternative rock category, they released a song called Compliance. It's their second single that they've released this year leading up to their album release, which won't be until later in August. Uh, but uh, something a lot of people can, I think, relate to in ter- terms of lyrically. And this was written during the period of all the protests and everything in 2020. And, you know, so lyrically, a lot of people can certainly understand that. And it has this great, really great synth electronic keyboard chord progression in the chorus, which is super, super catchy. I love this song. I can't wait for this album later this summer. It's going to be great. Compliance by Muse. And last but not least, a little bonus track for you guys, Sigrid, It Gets Dark. Since we were off last week, I want to throw in a bonus track. I love everything that this girl puts out, and I'm super excited for more Sigrid this year. So It Gets Dark from Sigrid to round out what we're listening to. Beautiful. I'm excited for the playlist. Really good playlist this week. Yes. Good playlist, good episode. Good episode. Didi, we got to give you credit, man. We... (laughs) This is some of the more unique and fun episodes that we've ever done. Um, I didn't think when I said zoom from your phone loser that you would actually do it, but here we are. Well, when Dan sent it, I was like, ha, that's funny. And then you sent it and I was like, well, I guess I'm being pressured now. So I guess I got to do it. (laughs) I I didn't even see Dan sent that. I didn't even see Dan sent that. Wow. That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I actually can't believe that it that it worked for this long. Um, but yeah, I am home now, which was absolutely terrible. Drive safe wow. wherever you drive. Um, <laughs> you know all that. So this that was, was a long, a, uh, long drive home for you, my friend. You were supposed to be home over is, an hour ago. Yes, I was supposed to be home a very long time ago. But that is that's what happens when there's wrecks and you literally just sit there. But this was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I hope it sounds good. <laughs> it, it did. You sounded great the, the whole way through brunch from the road. So we appreciate you uh, hopping on for us. Hopefully else, everybody else had as good of a time <laughs> listening as we did doing this episode. We'll just have to throw this in there every once in a while. All of a sudden, somebody yeah. be like, yo, I'm on the road for this episode and just throw it into, throw it into chaos. I like it. I don't think we should ever like see it. DD again. I think this was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coming from the car every week. We're going to yeah. get a Toyota sponsorship this way. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In, in. I like it. I like it. Well, I guess that's the press break. That's it. (laughs) You guys will hopefully be all together next week. So until then, yeah, we're out.